man, I've been drinking a lot of water lately. No, that's a good thing, though, I think, right? Yes, it is. Of course, drinking water. Drinking a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. That's my advice to everybody out there. Drink a lot of water. But uh, uh, what up, though, y'all? Welcome to the third episode of Waxing Facts. Um, thank you all for coming on this journey with me. If you're on this journey with me at all, I don't know. Maybe I might be just talking to myself, talking to nobody. Um, but thank you for coming on this journey with me. Uh, you know, Waxton Facts is just, it's a chance for me to kind of, uh, talk about what I love, which is music. Talk about the history of music. Talk about my opinion, my view on music. Um, to just create a space here to where uh, that's just what I love to do. You know, I just would love to talk about music and 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 so that's what this show is about. Um, pretty much. So thanks for tuning in with me, guys. Today uh, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, first uh, here I got a few announcements I want to make. Um, secondly, gonna get into um. Uh, something special this month is November. Uh, for you guys that don't know, Thriller came out. It's actually 41 years ago now, um, but 41 years ago. And this month they're going to be doing a documentary or releasing a documentary on it on Showtime, I believe. Um, so I wanted to talk about that, and I'm just I'm going to also talk about my my view on music and um, music being viewed as art. Uh, so first couple of things with the announcements. Um, thank you all who attended this most recent Wax on Wax uh, record club meeting we had down at Moves Music this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, not this past weekend, now uh, weekend before last, Sunday before last, uh, where we we discussed Drake so far gone, man. It was a, a stimulating conversations. I uh, met a few people there. It's always great having those meetings um, and being able to see just people like me, man, just other people like you who just want to deep dive into the music. You want to just go into it and break it down and just like get someone's mindset or try to try to see if you can get into the artist's mindset and share your views and your stories and your feelings with people about music music just it just makes you vulnerable man it's just something about it um so with that being said please come down to the next one we're going to be having it november 26 from three to five moves music we're at moves music last sunday every month we're going to be doing thriller this month actually um and it's ironic i did not i did not set this up on purpose um i did kind of with the month said I, a few months ago I decided I wanted to do Thriller um but I didn't know I didn't really know the documentary was coming out shame on me I should have been as as big of a Michael Jackson fan as I am um but I didn't know a documentary was coming out so I just decided to pick the album as a tribute man so last year was actually the 40th anniversary of the album um so it's it's pretty it's crazy it's crazy to think that 40 years 40 years for the album man that's that's it's a long time. Um, it's like a long time, but it's not a long time at the same time. Um, before art of that magnitude, it is it is a very long time, guys. So, um, in the next month, I'm I'm working on a few things. Um, going forward with 
the Wax on Wax Record Club. What I want the Wax on Wax Record Club and my vision for the Wax on Wax Record Club um, to be is is just um, I want to get it off of the ground, right? So uh, I've been asking everyone out there for particularly local artists, local artists, if there's a local artist who wants to come through and share their music with us through a wax on wax record club, we can sit down and we can break down the music because um, one thing I want to do is create a space where music is appreciated again, because you guys heard me discuss on here how there's this algorithm I feel and um, which we actually, we know it's real and, and, how music is being forced on us is being forced on us through TikTok and viral hits. And um, again, nothing wrong with that because like I said before, we know that artists have had some great success and we've gotten some great artists who were viral sensations originally. Um, but we've kind of gotten just oversaturated with that. And that's, it just seems like that's all that's the focus now, right? Is, if you you got the views, that's what we're getting hit with. So that's uh, with Wax on Wax Record Club. Like I said, sorry to go off into that tangent a little bit there. But like I said, the Wax on Wax Record Club, um, we want to create that space for that art, for those artists to really connect, like connect with the audience, just like we do with the music every month. That's what we're doing. We're connecting with it. Um uh, with our emotions, with the, with the way it makes us feel, because like I said, music is an art. So, with that being said, if you are an artist, if you're a local artist, because we want to build up that community with local artists and give those artists a chance. For those of you who who've you know had to pay to at to some, at some venue that had to pay two hundred fifty five hundred thousand dollars, whatever these venues be charging you to get up on stage um, to perform your music, or the ones who've had to pay for a showcase just to win a chance to sign some contractor to win some money, but you had to pay to get into that. Um, or those are just like sharing their music out in the world and uh, want to connect with an audience in a different way. Hit me up, man. Uh, make sure you follow me. Uh, you can also DM me uh, at wax on wax. That's W A X X E D O N W A X X on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Make sure you follow me. You can DM me there or you could email me uh, waxed on wax, same spelling at gmail.com if you guys are interested. Uh, but make sure you follow me, period, man. But with that being said, let's get into it. Um, so, first thing I wanted to talk about it's, like I said earlier, the 41st anniversary of Thriller Now, but the 40th anniversary was last year. And it, the album was released November 30th, 1982. And upon its release, it absolutely changed the course of music as we know it. Um, not just to change it, not just the course of Michael Jackson's career. Of course, it changed the course of his career. We know that. Um, but it changed the course of music, uh, period. And they're doing a documentary on Showtime. They're going to be releasing this month. I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited to see it, man. I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised something like this hasn't been done a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it has for, you know, on Tubi or Netflix, you know, they, the, all the streaming services, they got like these 
C and D level documentaries and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure if I go on like one of those, they probably they probably got it or something like that. But um, anyway, I'm excited to see this one. Uh, it just looks like it's a great level of production from what I see. Um, good choice in artists that they've picked to interview, like Yak Maxwell on there, Usher's on there. Um, so far that I've seen, like in. It looks like there's a few people who were involved in the project who are going to be sharing their stories and, and, um, and, um, you know, getting behind the scenes of what was going on and what, what the process was going into that, creating that album, um, just the energy around it. And I want to see if some of the stories that I've heard, out there are true. Like one of the stories I've always heard is, um, and I've talked about it in the past is the album almost didn't come out. Now, um, I know Quincy Jones kind of gives a little bit of a different story from what I've read. It was in, um, um, Randy J. Tamarelli's, doc, uh, uh, autobiography of Michael Jackson. Um, and in there, he talked about at one point in time that, Walter Yetnikoff and Quincy Jones. Walter Yetnikoff was the president of CBS Records, um, which is Michael Jackson's record label at the time. Quincy Jones, they weren't happy with the original version of the album and were looking to have the album uh, re-recorded at one point in time. Now, instead of re-recording it, Michael then went on to they I guess make a compromise or they decided to make a compromise because Michael was kicking and screaming about you know the album um, not being released or whatever so uh, I guess they came up with a compromise and within that compromise is you trade off um, uh, 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 oh damn what were they oh you take off one of the verses for Lady in My Life right um, you cut down the intro to Billie Jean because the original intro to Billie Jean is like a minute. It's actually like a minute and a half long or something. I think it's whittled down to about 30 seconds, but it's like a minute and a half long. Uh, you, you, uh, change out PYT. You change out the original version of PYT, which is a little bit slower, uh, to the more up-tempo, disco funkier version that you now have that's on the album so you make those compromises and then you go out and you re-release the album and then boom it you know it blows up so the rest is history so i'm interested to see if those stories are going to be there man because it's just thriller like i said it's just so iconic the music business as we know it now would not be what it is without thriller it spawned the three most iconic videos of all time, three of the most iconic videos of all time, I should say one of them possibly being the most iconic video. It definitely influenced every video after that. Um, up until that point, you had not seen anything that elaborate when you have thriller that elaborate, uh, uh, that composed just that fluid you had never seen anything like that done with music videos and people criticize something like that this is too long no one wants to see that no one's gonna sit there for 13 minutes and watch that and it was to a point where mtv had to uh, literally announce when they were gonna 
when they were going to replay the video every hour on the hour. That's how high the demand was. That's how powerful that album was. It got them to shift a network. Can you imagine that now, right now, nowadays? Music, not even just music, just someone in general being able to have that power. I mean, I guess Donald Trump does with the network, but we won't get into politics here. But just imagine someone or even someone like him having that influence and someone being able to put move in with an influence that they have that's so powerful that it that it adjusts that and you have to adjust for it. That's what the video for Thriller did. So it most certainly did that. We know the world record that the album set. Um you know it's part of Michael Jackson becoming a historic number one artist that he ended up becoming. Uh, and the 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 album that absolutely changed his world and changed the world around us and like I said changed the world of music. Um so I'm happy I'm happy this month for Thriller. Happy Thriller Month. I'm excited to see the documentary. You guys, make sure you check it out. Make sure you're down. If you're down in the Atlanta area, you're with us on the 26th from 3 to 5, Moods Music. We're going to be doing Thriller. So next part I want to dive into on this episode is just something that I'm going to just, I want to give this, um, I'm going to give this segment um, a lot of passion because if you're tuning into this, you hopefully love music as I do. Um, I'm very passionate about it. I constantly call it the universal language because it is to me the universal language. It's the one art, the one art that I don't give a damn what anyone says you have people that may not like sculptures they may not like paintings they don't like poetry there's there's different forms of art out there that people don't like they don't like you know they don't like um, um, afghans they don't like any they don't like any of that stuff there could be people that don't don't like those things or combination of various versions of those things that you consider art but you damn sure best believe they like a fucking song. Even if they're not listening to it, even if the only time they listen to it or say not listen to it, but even if the only time they're listening to it is when they're in their car on the way to work or something or going out to do something. If they're not someone who just regularly turns on music throughout their day, they have a song. They got something that they fucking listen to, something that registers something that triggers something that gets in them that fit that they feel they feel that music so i say all this to say recently um i was scrolling through instagram and i ran across a clip of i believe it was vince staple saying that um music is no longer art because it's a commodity and what he meant by that is that Music, the minute he said the minute you, you put a dollar ninety nine on a single, it becomes a commodity. Because you're basically, I guess, manufacturing that. Um, you're selling it cheap, you know, to hurry up and make some money. And art is not like that. Art is valued differently, I guess. And 
it got me to thinking. And this is no knock on him. You know, how we feel about music is subjective. It's always subjective. Let's first understand that and get that out the way. What I may like or how I may feel is you may not feel the same way and vice versa. And we need to respect that. That's what makes it so beautiful. But that's what the universal language is. And I disagree with that because art can be sold in mass. It can be sold often for less than um, less than what you would think it could be sold for or various versions I have an uncle who is represented by the largest art gallery in North America. So I understand it very well. Um, and my uncle's name is Marcus Glenn. Make sure you check out his art. Uh, but his art, the prices vary. They vary in the thousands of dollars and they go all the way down to the hundreds of dollars uh, for the same paintings. And he, my uncle still, each one of those pieces, no matter what level you're getting it on, he still puts his time into it. He still puts his time into creating those pieces, whether you spent the thousands of dollars because you can afford it and you have the money to do that. And you're a collector of 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 of, of valuable art and valuable, unique, limited edition art. You're purchasing that or you're the person who says, hey, I, I aspire to be there one day, but today I'm not there. But I love this beautiful piece of art and I'm going to collect this. I'm going to pay a few hundred dollars for I'm going to get the, the few hundred dollar piece because that's what I can afford right now. You're going to get that same uh, crap into it. So it doesn't take away any piece of it, it being art whether you believe it's a commodity or not, because like I said, in that example, art can be sold at that. You know how many Van Gogh paintings are sold? And you'll sit there and say, well, that's cool, but, you know, there's people that are, you know, reprinting these because you can go pretty much anywhere, man, and you can find Van Gogh paintings. You can go pretty much anywhere and find Da Vinci paintings, right? And it doesn't make them any more valuable, but it doesn't take those the, the the those same paintings that are hanging up in museums that are hanging up on the in the walls of those art galleries for you to purchase for two hundred, three hundred thousand, two million, ten million, twenty, fifty, a hundred million dollars for you to purchase. They got twenty dollar versions of it, you know, down at Walmart. And like I said, you might say, well, those are copies and renditions. A lot of that stuff sometimes are on, are owned by the families that someone still has a sign off on that. Right. Th those paintings, his paintings, the likeness, of those paintings are owned likely by his estate. So you can't just take his art and reprint it and put it on something and hang it on the wall and, and say, hey, it's not an original uh, Van Gogh, but it's a Van Gogh. And no one's going to come after you for it. It's no different than anything else. So someone's making money off that in the family. And it's not devaluing any of his art. So I say that to say with music, it doesn't devalue the art of music just because you could purchase it at a lower rate. You think that art, that the music should be done in a way where you have to. And he wasn't advocating that music should cost hundreds of dollars or thousands if you value it and only be in portions. I think he was more advocating 
for it being sold, um, I think in like maybe a package form, full CD form, and forcing people to have to buy and listen to and go through the music again instead of giving them these sound bites. And I understand that. I do. I do understand that. But we know we also live in a different world. Um, we have to be okay with embracing technology as it is. Uh, but I understand where he's coming from when he, if that is the case, if I'm interpreting correct, I could be interpreting you wrong altogether. Uh, shit. But you know, I still don't think it's devaluing it. Now there's other things that are going on that are devaluing it. We've talked about that at nauseum on the show. I talked about it again earlier. Um, there needs, there needs to be more, passion and more time put into it nowadays i think that may be what is getting people from feeling like it's no longer like a a form of art because it's just it's just kind of churning and burning it's like a a, 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 you know assembly line you could turn these motherfucking fucking artists out you know (laughs) as fast as they could drop a number one hit boom you got another one Boom, you got another one. Boom, you got another one. You forget about them before another one comes out sometimes. And so um, I think more craft and care needs to be put into that. That's why I talked about earlier, you know, my stuff that we got going on with the Wax on Wax Record Club. You want art, you want artists that connect and grow. Um, there's not, it just seems like there's not a lot of time being spent into that kind of shit. Like artists had to go through reps. You had to go through steps. You didn't just blow up. It was two or three years sometimes before people were put out. Some people longer than that. You had whole marketing machines. Clive, Clive Davis had a whole idea of what the fuck he wanted Whitney Houston to be before he put her out. He didn't just put her out and her music happened to be good and it blew up and boom, you know, now the world is after her and the checks just write themselves. That that ain't how that shit work. You know, it works with time. It works with having a clear direction, a knowledge of understanding of what I want, what my what my my feelings towards this artist, when I hear this artist, the reason why I sign them, what the audience is gonna want from them. How how the look should be, how the feel should be. There's always something behind that shit. And if you're just taking an artist and putting them out as is and cool, you know, I know the world we live in nowadays is a little bit differently. So like I said earlier, you have to adjust. You got to be able to make the adjustments to keep going. So that's always going to be there. But there should be some kind of melding of the two where you could put the two together to have them work as a partnership where you're developing these artists but you're still able to use social media and these other platforms for your artists to go viral. Cause you want their music to be seen by a lot of motherfuckers. I mean, of course you do. Who wouldn't want to be seen by 25, 30, 40, a hundred million people. Of course it's going to get something going for you. Of course it's going to translate into something, but there has to be some time and passion and stuff put into it, man. So, that's just what I want to say. That's my rant, I guess. You guys, again, be down, moves music, wax on wax record club. 
3 to 5, November 26th. We're going to be reviewing Thriller. I need you guys to be there. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to keep these going, man. And I'm going to make some announcements next month. Hopefully, um, you guys can see what I'm talking about when I say what I want to do with the Wax on Wax Record Club and where, where, where I ultimately want to take it. So thank you guys for joining. Until next week, be love, be fun, be music, be you. Peace.